And welcome back in to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. March 22nd. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle, Lizzie Sparks in studio, Scotty Gherkin, producer, engineer on the boards, as always, making us look and sound as good as we can. Eric Johnson en route. Okay, with that being said, we promoted the show, which is coming up. Mike Yoder. Uh, arguably the best constitutional attorney in America. Just wait till you hear the cases he has done. Tabitha, we found somebody who's actually fighting Antifa Good. and winning in the Good. courts. Someone has to. And fighting Obama, fighting Biden. Fight, fight, fight for Tabitha. He's doing it in his field, and everybody can in their own sense and whatever you do in life. And Mike's doing that from his standpoint. Um, I love law. I should have went into law. That's why I get excited and super jacked about talking to people who are super, super intelligent with law. Because guess what? When law comes down on you in these situations because you're a conservative or you don't want to be forced to lose your job because you didn't want to take a vaccine, had no problem with anybody else taking a cupcake, but you didn't want to. That's what he did. So that was the whole situation there. Rick Flair coming up at 9.30. We'll talk to Mike at about uh, 8.45-ish. 9.30, Ric Flair. Okay, with that being said, we're ready to rock and roll on this Thursday. Okay, we already know um, our lives are not better than they were two and a half years ago. You don't have to like Donald Trump, but you know, and we all agree, America was in a much better place. A much better place all the way around just two and a half years ago. Um, and now things have gotten so bad here, Russia's making fun of us. In their commercials. Imagine that. <laughs> when when I saw this, I thought it was a great, I mean, a great commercial to show. We see it every day. We live with it. But don't we always say, guys, you have to be careful about what you're living in? And I think this is why you talk about fighting, Tabitha, because you get used to things around you. You just get beat down. People are complacent, unfortunately. We're humans. I understand. I'm human too, but we, we are very Well, Scotty's going to load that up and let us know when it's ready to go. And this is one of those situations where I watched this and I went, oh my Lord, we really are the laughing stock of the country. Of course we the are. The commercials were not being run from other countries when Trump was president, um, but they certainly are with Joe Biden in office. And that has... And that's not taking a shot at Joe Biden. None of that is. So with that being said, um, we're ready to rock and roll. We're going to show this commercial. God, he's like, well, I'm not quite ready yet, but I'm oh, getting there. Okay. I thought it was ready to go when we came in this well, morning. It's Instagram. Okay. So as soon as I yeah, hit that, it, I don't know if it's playing right now no, in the background or not. So it's, it's all good when you want I hate it. Instagram. You have to hit start and we rock and roll Let's as we say good morning to everybody. Let's try it. All right. Да, переезжаем. Америка самая свободная страна. Страна возможностей. Вы с мужем летите? Да, мы вместе. Он сейчас подойдет. А вот и мой муж. You have to read the subtitle. Эмили. Простите, мистер. Пассажиры позади вас вегетарианцы. Им неприятно, что при них употребляют мясо. Мы же их не заставляем это. Простите, а в США принято придерживаться принципа демократии. Позвольте, я это заберу. Парень, тут очередь в туалет. What do you want? В очередь, ставь в туалет. А what to go to the toilet? Простите, мистер, что случилось? Да вот парень без очереди лезет тут. 
И что? Вы не хотите его пропустить? Я? Конечно, конечно. Его надо пропустить. Мы подождем. Его народ долгие годы терпел притеснение белых. Мы перед всеми афроамериканцами в долгу. Простите нас, сэр. Прошу вас. And you get the idea of what's happening from that standpoint. You get the idea. Scotty, we're good with that. If you read the subtitles of how much they make fun of our woke, how much they make fun of how, well, you're going to offend somebody. You're going to upset them because, you know, you've got your child here or now you're in their way or now you can't do this and now you can't eat meat. It really goes to show what's happening in America. I hate it. I couldn't see the little subtitles because our screen is so tiny. Yeah, well, and Instagram doesn't allow me to expand it like on some of the other channels. But it looks so, funny. Yeah. Well, and we deal with that. And welcome to America. With that being said, um, we talked about it this whole week. China, brokering peace in the Middle East, not America. China, cozying up to who else? Oh, Russia, to get things done in the Middle East. It's not America. Um our financial institutions are not doing hell. I Ford's doing terrible now. EV is not catching on. Imagine Billions that. of dollars of losses last year and for 2023. EV's not catching on. Come on, man. go figure. Those are some of the things that are happening. So, on, as we talk about all of this, and we're going to get into it, it's like, okay, are we going to get new leadership? Are we going to have something happen with a new president? And Donald Trump, and it's the biggest story, which we'll be talking about with Mike Yoder, constitutional attorney, coming up. Oh, wouldn't you know, as we talked about, the case got dropped for a day. What? And then you heard all the headlines coming out yesterday. What happened? Oh, yeah, well, the case is kind of weak. This is exactly what Cancel the Show has been telling you. There would be no arrest on Tuesday or Wednesday. It's all a joke. Hmm. I don't know if it's a joke, but I mean, clearly, it's a joke. No, it's clearly a joke nothing has happened. And, and I've heard that the grand jury has not assembled today. So it doesn't seem like anything because going they're going to vote. No, today. That's why. Well, I mean, first of all, let's just say there was a leak. And let's just say that Trump so we're doing really a did, so we're doing a hypothetical. Correct. Okay. It, it, let's just say there was a leak. And let's just say Trump truly thought he was going to be arrested. I, I mean, it is a very weak case. This is old news. They've already had subpoenas. People already went to jail over it. So what's the this problem? is a really old, 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 old thing. I don't even know why it's coming up in the Manhattan DA office at all well, you know why. of course you know i, why. I mean i know why Come because on. they're coming after trump but it's such a ridiculous case no grand jury is going to get together unless they're people who just are never trumpers to want to indict him over something that happened well, why, years why are ago you, why are you confused about that because it's it's this is their playbook I'm they, they are using every tool at their disposal to destroy as much stuff as they can well we know that. they're like little wrecking balls all of them they're it's like army ants meets wrecking balls and that's exactly what they are and alvin bragg the manhattan da has a a sliver a, i mean not even a sliver like a a, a a really small little uh, splinter that might go in your hand that's not even sharp enough to get into your hand. He goes, all right, how can we use this against Donald Trump? 
and they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and they're trying to fit the square peg through the round hole and that's what they're doing and what you're seeing is you're seeing people in the da's office reports are that they're like you can't do this this is against the law you are use you're abusing your power this is in the office then you get to the the grand jury and those people are basically saying, yeah, this guy did nothing. We're going to vote no. And Alvin Bragg is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take a break. Just go watch some, go watch some soap <laughs> operas for the day. We'll, we'll try to find something else. And That's- you're, you're seeing what is not against the law, quote unquote, but you're seeing an abuse of power. And you have Congress saying, why don't you come on down here to Washington, D.C.? Let's have a talk about what the hell you're doing. So then are you saying, and I just want to clarify because this goes back to your point, Vic. Are you saying that there truly was a leak? And yes. that truly Trump was going to be arrested. I'll tell you what happened. So it's not a facade for Trump to raise that $1.5 million. I'll tell you what happened. Harrison never felt that way. I'll tell you what happened. Ready? Uh, somebody make a call down to Trump's people and let him know the logistics of how we're going to have to handle arresting this guy. Okay, we'll talk to you on Monday. Boom. Someone tells Trump in some office somewhere in Mar-a-Lago or wherever he's at and goes, Mr. Trump, yeah, it sounds like they're getting ready to ramp this up. Okay, stand by. Give me my true social thing real fast. That's exactly what happened. I heard it was a fired employee. Don't know if this is true. Oh, Just on the circles that you see, it was somebody that was fired called Trump. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. There- so then, so both of you then, I know, Vic, you think that it was all a ruse. Trump never w- heard a leak. He just made it up to no, get no, attention no, 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 and no, to no. raise funds. No, here's what I But said. you two think the opposite. Well, here's but bottom I don't know line, what to think. Well, here's what I told you all. I don't from, know what to think. Well, I tried to correct you on Monday and say there's not going to be an arrest on Tuesday. And you're like, well, I'm not so sure. I, and, and I'm still I said, not sure. And I, I still there don't wasn't. Know. I still don't know what. It's well, Thursday. I know, it's but Thursday, still Tabitha, talking, It already happened. But they're still talking about so an Tuesday, indictment happening. Tuesday, the arrest did not happen, as I told you. One of the reasons why was because of our guest today, Mike Yoder. I listened to him. I watch him. He broke it down. He's like, listen, people, this is pretty simple. If Donald Trump was not running for president, this would not oh. be a deal. Well, of course. The second yeah, point course. with that whole situation is if Donald Trump wasn't so popular and leading most every single poll by 20, 30, 40 percentage points, this would not be a big deal. But we all agree with that. This is all about stopping Donald from raising money, trying to come after him, because as we have learned in life, I've learned, you guys have learned, if you're successful, <laughs> If you're starting to have success, your enemies don't want to see you have success, so they'll throw anything they can at the wall, see if it sticks, to try to defame you, try to hurt you, and try to knock you out of whatever you're doing as they're doing with Trump. We all all agree with that, but your position on on Monday was that there was no leak, there was no indictment, there was no arrest coming. Yeah, yeah, because there was no proof. And there was, okay, but now you think that there truly was an intention on the DA to arrest him. No, first of all, I don't know why you're caught up on this. I'm not, I'm just trying to make sense of it because I don't understand what's going on. I'm trying to make sense of it in my own head. Trump doesn't even know what's happening. Because I want to know, Trump was there a leak or was there not a leak? Eric was right on Monday. Eric anticipated he got out in front of it. And he did what he could to try to do whatever. Because as I told you, Donald's the deal maker. It would be like this. It'd be like the St. Charles Police Department trying to go into St. Louis. They're totally out of their jurisdiction, first of all. They're trying to make a... Here's what they're really trying to do. They're trying to make a federal case out of a a super local case. And they're trying to take what is a misdemeanor and make <laughs> it a felony. Usually it's the other way around. It goes it goes felony to misdemeanor so you can get someone to plead to the misdemeanor. Well, not, right. not work it up the damn ladder. And, <laughs> but I do think... 
crazy. I do think there was a leak. I yeah. do think that Trump. Well, the leak is exactly what I said. I know, but I, but I, but on, on Monday again, I thought there was a leak, but I just thought that maybe okay. Trump was baited into something, and they really no. were not. Who cares if he was baited? Him. Exactly. He well, it done, matters. The it, bottom line: he wasn't arrested it on does Tuesday. Matter. It does matter. You know why it matters? Because if you look at all the headlines in this morning's news, they are blasting Trump for making the entire thing up, for using this as a, a no. way to raise funds but without ever Tabitha? any Tabitha, threat. Tabitha, it you can, you are, you're it so, doesn't matter you're to smart. me. There's you're, no proof that there was any If you leak. guys would just let me say what I'm saying, you'd understand You've my point of view. You've been saying it for five minutes. No, I haven't. I haven't said hardly a I'm word a in confused, the 20 minutes I've been here. the only voice we've heard. And absolutely not. Anyway, we're going to get into this a lot later with Mike Yoder, uh, constitutional attorneys coming up uh, about 845 pending traffic. We'll see as he was making his way from the chase this morning. Did you guys join see? us live in studio? Oh, really? What? Yes. Okay. Here, did you it guys? So on our messages, man, I got so many questions. <laughs> yeah. I so There's many questions. a lot going to be going well, on. We, it is definitely going to be a so Lizzie right. Sparks taking care of the social media line. If you have questions, you want to jump. Lizzie does all of our chat line right there. So if you see her looking down, that's what she does. Scotty Gherkin on the boards. Tab of the Hassle, Eric Johnson, and I'm Vic Faust. I actually showed up two minutes before I'm usually here. Just yeah, you were early. <laughs> you were really early. And this is a good day to be here early. Did anybody watch Tashara Jones' interview last night? Yeah. Uh, I saw no, something. And Tashara I don't Jones, St. Louis City us. Mayor. I'm sorry. I just had to ask because we all talk about our lovely mayor. And she is lovely. She's I'm really serious. pretty. She could literally be on Vogue magazine. Mm -hmm. she's, she's, so, gorgeous. she's gorgeous. She's very good in person, too, when you speak to her from the interviews that I've done with her. But she just doesn't want to address the issues. And I will say this. KSDK Channel 5, our local news hack here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. My God. Can you ask any more <laughs> softball questions? Eric, Can you everybody. ask? I, the only softer thing could have Mike Bush. Eric, there. if you if you ask Tab, <laughs> Tabitha's never been in local news, but even Tabitha talked about this when I was in local news. If you continue to ask really, really hard, hard, hardcore questions, as Tabitha would and you would, guess what happens? You get you get the uh, media gets you revoked. get canceled. You get canceled. That's exactly what happens all the time. Yeah. Um, hey Scott, could you get that video ready of what's happened? With this? this is why. When it, uh, the only other video I sent you today. So we've got, um, this just blew my mind. Okay, you've got our president, Biden, putting up judicial picks or the puppet masters or whoever else that don't even know law. They don't know what's, this is what's happening. Senator uh, Kennedy just undresses them in the worst form imaginable. Um, this is all about, is it diversity, is it equity, or are the people actually qualified? Take a listen to what happened oh, on dude. Capitol Hill. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Ooh. Um, in my 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. <laughs> um, we are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with, mm -hmm. and I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. Can you tell me what the independent state legislature theory is? 
Just, I'm just asking you, not your opinion of what is it it's before the Supreme Court now? In my 12 years as a Washington State Assistant Attorney General, and right. the wa that particular um, doctrine was not presented to Brutal. me. Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes. Uh, Senator, in my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion <laughs> in my career. Do you know what a Brady motion is? Uh, Senator, uh, in my time on the bench, I've not had occasion to address that, and so uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment what a Brady motion is. Um, do you recall the U.S. Supreme Court case, Brady v. Maryland? Uh, I do recall uh, the name of the case, the senator, yes. And what did it hold? I believe that the uh, Brady case, uh, in, well, Senator, I believe the Brady case involves something regarding the Second Amendment. It is not, I've not had occasion to address that. If that issue were to come before me, uh, I would certainly analyze that Supreme Court precedent uh, and apply it uh, as I would need to to the facts in front of me. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm Joe. Can you believe that? Okay, so it's like this. Vic Faust is applying to be the head mechanic at Bomberito Cadillac. He just saw a job out there. Actually, and the, then the I head mechanic at Complete Auto Body. Complete Care. Auto Body, bang. And I go, I go, um, Mr. Faust, can you uh, tell me what a catalytic converter actually does? Uh, and Vic goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well, goes, in my experience, uh, I've never had work with a catalytic converter. Uh, I think people pawn it for the platinum in there, <laughs> or copper, or copper. Mister Faust, what is a what is a steering wheel? I would have to look <laughs> that up. I would have to look that up. That's exactly what you just watched right there, it, and, it, and it speaks to what we've been speaking about on this show: competence. <clears throat> Why it's like you? It's like nepotism. When you go and you hire someone in your family that can't do the job, but you know they're going to get paid. That's what our government has been going through for the last, what, 100 years maybe? And it's time to stop because things are starting to get really complicated, especially in the judicial system. My God. So here's what I, I proposed. Lizzie, this is another one of my platforms. This is what I'm going to do. Okay. If I run for something, I don't know what it's going to be. We're not going to do this thing where you nominate someone and it goes to a committee and then you get then you get literally set into the seat. No, there will be a job interview. You will literally have to take a test on that damn job, just like what Governor or uh, Senator Johnson just did. You will need to get a proficiency scoring of at least eighty-five, right? A B. Would you I say would, a B? I would think, yeah, for sure. So if I'm going to be the head of the National Transportation Association or whatever it is. I need to score an 85 on the job requirements for that job. If I get an 84, I'm sorry. Thank you. Apply next time there's another. Right? Do you think that's a good idea or not? Yes, and ask them the hard questions. So yes. they're not embarrassed like that. Yes. Like have a work day and ask all these questions. But yes. I don't think they do that. No. Tabitha, go. I, I, I don't know. To me, there's, there's so many crazy issues going on in the world right now. Our Congress is a joke. It's all a joke. I mean, do we expect anything better? No. And like Paula on the chat line, she that's literally it? said... That's all you, you got? For it? That's all you ever put oh in competent people? I've what's got bigger things on my mind She's got to worry about Ukraine. Go. What's... what's no. what, what's Okay. There's nothing new going on on the Ukraine front. 
Just the same old stuff. Paula on the chat line has a good point that this is all a script. So they are acting dumb. And I'm elaborating on that a little bit more because it is like a shadow government. So they don't want them very smart and they just give them a script. And when they can't answer the questions of the script, they don't know. No, they, they it's a woke situation. No, what it happens is. is you get Alvin and Bragg's. You get Alvin and Bragg's Thank and you, you go, exactly. and you say, look, Bingo. Alvin, your job is real simple. You have to, this is what the job calls for. You are literally, you don't just protect Biden. Here's the, here's where it gets really uh, moral. You don't just protect Biden. You have to find it in your heart to also protect Trump. Right. But they that's don't. where mm-hmm. the, the morality of the, of this stuff comes in. You are, you are tasked do you hate somebody? Do you hate the guy that whatever you're, whoever you're charging? You have the moral obligation to make sure you you do not tip the the scales in one way or another. So that's what I'm talking about. So if the, if Alvin Bragg was to take a job in a, a test and he scored an 84, he wouldn't be eligible for this job, right? Corey Bush is the same way. Mm-hmm. Corey, do you understand what community safety means? Yes. Take a test and see if you can score above but an eighty-five. Yeah, she's got other ideas. And exactly, she's trying to deal when it comes to what you understand? she was elected. What are the consequences of defunding the police? I need an essay by twelve o'clock today, Corey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine hey, you actually telling her that? She'd go, "What's an essay?" Yeah, hey. these are not. These are not. You're not being appointed to be a king. You're being appointed to do a damn job, like pick up the trash. Well, sometimes our job here, and a lot of it's as you say, are quarterbacking on Monday, speculation, what is going to happen, what's not going to happen. But I found this so fascinating. We all talk about Donald Trump running for president and winning the Republican nomination. Who does VP be? We've talked about that. I've said who I thought, Tabitha, Eric, mm. Lizzie, Scotty. Eric, you love Greg Gutfeld. Gutfeld. I do because he's kind of my, my sense of humor, I guess. He's grown on me. I could see him. He does I not could, grow on I, me. I, I could drink a couple of Guinness. <laughs> I feel like I don't even drink Guinness beer, but if I was at a pub, I could drink a couple of Guinnesses with him. He's like a wart. He, Damn. he has to grow on you. Damn. I think I'm with Tabitha. I oh did my. not like well, him at all at first. And now yeah. he's kind of grown on me like a wart. I would agree with that. I don't no. watch Fox News. So the very few opportunities I've had to see him, it's just not my thing. Well, here's why cool. what he says is important or brings validity. I mean, it brings some validity uh, to the table, more so than your average average guy, because he does have the number one rated late night show. So with that, they have become number one. That brings instant credibility, instant validity. That's right. Whether we like him or not or whatever. Okay, with that being said, he has now floated the idea of Tulsi Gabbard being the huh. presidential pick huh. of Donald Trump. He even said, listen, I don't agree with 30 to 40% of what she sense. stands for, yeah. but Trump sees that, would think about it being a female, being a former Democrat, and now calling herself an I, independent. I it think, makes sense to me. I think it makes sense. It does make sense, actually. Here's the problem. I think that the people, I think she pissed off Democrats and she actually became, so she, she became a Republican because of what the Democrats were doing. And I think that pissed off real She's Democrats. not a Republican. But Don't be confused. Very well said. Tim. She is yeah. not a no. Republican and she is not a conservative. She is still very think, much but, a but, Democrat. But, but Eric, let me ask she's you a this. more moderate Let me ask you this. Democrat. Do you think she's more Republican than a Mitt Romney? No. 
well, no, I don't. Do you think she's more Republican than a Susan Collins? No. It, you, really? I like her. She literally went out of her way. To, she went out of her way to change. And she didn't have to do this. She could have been living a carefree life over there in Hawaii. But she went out of her way to change she's, no, her, she's standing her registration. Up, she's standing up for her values. And that's what everyone needs to do. And her values are not in line with what the Democrat Party has now become because you know how often you say, well, Democrats, they all stick together. They yes, all they stick do. together. They unify and they come to, well, they lost their party because they stuck together and they unified. See, she and listens to you. They ended well, up being. Tabitha's listening. I think I might have stolen well, it from her, though. Well said. I might have stolen it from her, though. Well, they became more progressive. And so now the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party anymore. They are the very far left 2%. Uh, of the progressives and so tulsi is one of many people there's many people who feel just like she do where they're still democrats are still voting democrat but they no longer associate with their party so that would be a good choice for trump because then potentially he could pull all those moderate democrats the only thing i would say about tulsi gabbard is i would think that she could run for president as a republican no Never in a million years. I don't know why you said no. She's I not know. a Republican. Let me, I, that's not good for me she just has, to say no. She has a, I need to give you a reason. She has a unique ability to speak with a lot of, of decorum. She's very intelligent. She has a background platform in being in the military. She's disgusted with all this woke garbage. She, I could totally see But she's see her. not conservative. I think she's she, not conservative. I, she's not a Republican, Eric. She's still, her values are still very different than ours, but she's more moderate than the progressive. She's, she's actually a real democrat because yeah. the democrat party oh, that's Tabitha, that's good well isn't said. democrat anymore she's actually a real democrat what democrats have been for many years mm. it, she's not us she's not a republican she is she's not a conservative but she is still better than the progressives i like her i like her too i like her too but she's still a democrat and she still does not have our values but would it's it be different. the ultimate move to try to move the country more center there's, well, do we there's want to a, do that? No, I don't think so. There's only been one person in this country. Yeah, very good question. There's only been one person know. that I know of in this country that has literally turned to, to Kamala Harris and say, and have a, a discussion, an argument with her saying, who are you calling racist? What's this racism stuff you're talking about? She literally got, and she's, she is literally, I think she, she puts her money where her mouth is. She basically thinks she's a Democrat, like you said, a blue dollar, a blue collar Democrat from Hawaii. Maybe a little social twist in there, here and there. But I think that she really does appreciate the fabric of the country. I and agree. And she probably aligns more with Reagan than she does with uh, I AOC. No, if I agree, well, with, then AOC, yeah. But at the same time, we still have to remember she's still a Democrat. She still has so is Trump. No, Trump is not. So is Trump. It, no, he's not. He is not. Trump is very different from Tulsi Gabbard. I like her, Eric. I really Trump do. Trump is not a Democrat. No, he is. He was. He was a Democrat. Everybody was at one time. Exactly. Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know about that. She lost My parents her party. were. I think once you once Reagan came out. And you said, I'm a Reagan guy. You were a Republican. Even when, if you were a young person, you said, I'm a Republican. Then Jim Bush Sr. came and they're like, well, well wait a minute. Hold on. This, uh, this new guy, Clinton, he's kind of cool, too. There so, have been a lot of different types of Democrats. I just like there, that. There have been a lot of different types of you never conservatives. I never liked Clinton. No more new taxes. But, <laughs> but keep in mind, Greg Gutfield's not just going to come out and say something for the hell of it right well now. it's it's clear why he's saying it because he thinks that trump will have the majority which would be us true conservatives and tulsi would have 
the people who used to be Democrats who lost their party. She's a semi-influencer. A lot of the people, there, there's no question that there are a lot of people out there, Democrats who lost their party, who feel like they're, they have no options right now and that no party represents them. And so I could see them finding a little bit of a home base with Trump. I really can see that. So I understand why he said it. Whether it would work, I don't know. Because well, a, lot of those, a lot of our followers are still anti-Trumpers. He definitely went the vanilla route with uh, Pence, that's for sure. He was like, let's just keep this safe. I'll do all the heavy lifting here, and I'll just get Pence. Pence, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but Pence, totally, well, Pence was a good guy back in the day. Look what Obama did to Biden. I mean, come it's on. the same thing. Look what Obama's still thing. doing to Biden. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like when you go on tour and you're a really big band. Who's the smallest band we can find that's not going to take away from our magic? By the way, the uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> anticipation interview Piers Morgan and the other guy we're waiting on to jump into that race uh, Ron DeSantis is scheduled to take place today at 430 Eastern time on Fox News they've got the exclusive uh, full interview DeSantis and dun 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 Piers Morgan some of the things that have been linked as we talk about presidential candidates and hopefuls I found it interesting I was thinking about you Tabitha because this morning um, while Ron DeSantis called Putin uh, he well, he said that he wants to have all of this military might around the world. He's like, he's got nukes, but he's got them at a gas station. He basically said he can't do what he wants to do. And he says he agrees with the ICC and the uh, international crimes. The court cases, the crimes going against him. He agrees with it. But he stopped short of saying, well, he's somebody we really have to be very concerned about china is who we have to be concerned with but what we need what we need to be concerned with and it's such a complex situation is the is the the group of people that are coming together against us it's not any one country you know russia though they do have good weapons they have the poseidon which has a nuclear weapon it's a submarine you know that they could launch at any at us at any time they could be anywhere and we wouldn't even know they're there so you know they're they are a threat i'm not even going to get into the arrest because that's just all ridiculousness which arrest the well not the arrest but the arrest warrant Oh, the ICC. On Putin from the ICC. The international. Well, the thing about the, the, thing about the and ICC that's propaganda. arrest warrant, it's not. Because, no, it is. Because what's going to happen is... Nothing's gonna, going to happen. It basically open a, opens a file, so everything from this point forward gets thrown in this file. And it, you got to look at World War II. We're in a very interesting space in our life right now where we're seeing parallels now of World War II. You're seeing countries that normally hated each other or weren't really... They're coming together. They're, well, they are. They're you're coming seeing, together you're seeing against Newer, us. You're seeing Nuenberg-type discussions. It's what Tabitha's been telling us. You're seeing Nuenberg-type And Eric finally realizes it. It's the BRICS deal. You and could, they're going to be adding letters. You and, could yeah. absolutely <laughs> see a scenario. It's what you're. I, the nuclear threat is not as far-fetched. It's way more far-fetched I to me than... Hold on, hold on. Happen. It's way more far-fetched to me than... 24 months from now the the russian people uprising handing putin over to an icc and saying this guy's a clown that get him will out never of happen because i don't know two-thirds of the country support Hold on. him the reason i say that is there's videos now of, all over the place that weren't there a few months ago of russian soldiers saying this guy's a clown and we're we're done here have you seen those? I, I, I've I will, seen. Is I've that seen, the propaganda you speak it's a to? Lot of, there's a lot of propaganda, Eric. And, and you know what? Of course, these soldiers who are going and fighting and losing their lives, of course, they're not happy. They don't want to be at war. Russia doesn't want to be at war any more than we or anyone else does. There's no question people don't like war. But two thirds of, of the people in Russia well, support think about this. Putin. 
think Putin will never watch this one. He'll never show up at a G8 or G whatever meeting ever again, because as soon as he does, there will be. Um, I don't think he cares. I mean, but he did care. He cared a while ago. Cared. Oh, sure. He wanted to be part of all those have, meetings. Those people have always been his enemy. Those people have always been against him. As a matter of fact, BRICS China is the, is the opposite only, of G8. Okay. Well, that's who he fights against. You know, against. I defer to you that's because true. I feel like you know more about this than I do. Well, that's I'm G8 just, is NATO. And BRICS was created to fight against NATO. NATO was created to fight against Russia. And, and to Anthony Merkel's point on the comment line, he said, I'm giving Russia too much credit for their military. Well, I will tell you what. Russia right now, I think I should give them credit because you know what? Even though I'm not happy about this invasion, invasion, I wish it didn't happen. I hate to see any lives lost. I really do. Though the, that blood is on our hands here in the United States. But think about this: Russia has withstood his military. Putin's military has withstood all of the all of the equipment, all of the money that we, the United States and Europe, all think of all the over trillion dollars that we've sent to Ukraine. And guess what? Russia is still fighting. They're still standing uh, on their own. They're just blowing stuff up now. There's going to come a day well, when the attrition Eric, there's no, stuff. here's the problem that we have with that whole situation. And this is, uh, and it's not going to end well. This is where I am totally with Tabitha. And as I go back and here's my issue with it. One, Putin did offer. Now, keep in mind, as Putin did offer to sign a peace treaty. Many times. To have talks. But the problem, Tabitha, with that is the fact it's not the terms that Ukraine wants. And this is the problem with peace treaties. Oh, absolutely and let, so. You've got, and that's why China is trying to step in. Well, you know, we're going to see. We'll see what we can do because clearly America doesn't have a foothold anymore. But did you see China's peace treaty? No. Okay. Well, China, China and Russia are together in wanting Russia to keep that eastern region that yeah. they money, already money, 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 money. Yeah, we're agreed on that. And so the the issue is and has always been, you know, they they started trying to negotiate before the invasion even took place. Mm. You know, they started talking about this invasion two years before it actually happened. That's why I was following it so closely even before it happened. And therefore, Ukraine has always known, the United States, we've all known what Russia has wanted. Putin has been very clear that he wanted this eastern region because he wanted to liberate his Russian-speaking people, uh, you know, that were being murdered by so Ukrainians. It's the same thing trying to put a peace treaty together in the Middle East. It's not it's, going to happen because neither happen. side is going to give in. That's right, Vic. And Putin's not going to give in. I, I doubt Zelensky is going to give in, and that's where the problem comes. And yes. that's why we get into that once you got – who's going to be leading America – when all of this stuff is happening, when we continue to send hundreds of millions and billions and teens of billions to Ukraine, we're not stopping. You know, it's the, the tap is still turned on. The money's flowing. We have not turned that tap off and show no signs of doing no, so. We just sent them another $350 Which million. Which is why it's so important who becomes president and who can become a pick. And when we were talking about that, I'm not surprised somebody jumped in on the chat line, Lizzie, as I saw you chatting with them. Uh, Lake. Where's Carrie Lake? Where is she? Could she be a vice presidential candidate? Uh, she's a, I would say she's too much of a lightning rod. She is very much a lightning rod. And I think she's involved in that. What about uh, Nikki Haley? Oh, yes, brother. No. Preach, Nick, baby. Preach. Do you I'm just asking. I, I know Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. That's a good point. They hate each other. They hate each other. Well, I think it would, ah, I'm thinking DeSantis and Haley is what it would be. That could work. Those two could get along. Maybe. I, I didn't even think about that. I wasn't thinking with Trump. I was thinking with Oh, I was, I was thinking with Trump. No. I like DeSantis. I was thinking with Trump. He's going to go someone stronger like Carrie Lake or... 
Tulsi Gabbard. So you think he's going to go freedom fighter kind of a thing? Yep. A hundred percent. Really? Dare Absolutely. we show? Dare oh, we show? He won't go the, Nikki Haley. For dare sure. we show the what appears to be older video of Ron DeSantis? Yes, I, I was think just thinking that. that. Da, da, Which, Eric was not moved by this. And I don't know. I mean, we'll get time. We sent it to Scotty yesterday. He's got so many videos in his system. I don't even know if he could find it. I think I'm, I have it up still. And Nikki pen. Haley yeah. is a pit bull, though, man, on the stage. She is sharp as a tack. And she would definitely, she would just. I'd love to see her in a debate on a oh presidential stage. Oh, my Lord. She would make Carla Harris feel like the Cammie? bitch that she is. Woo! Oh, my God. It would be insane. Do you want to show that video? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Ron DeSantis. Here he is. Talk- Does, is this the real Ron? And is he establishment? That's my question. You see um, that I've been recognized nationally as being somebody who would be different, who would be a, a leader, uh, who could be somebody like a Paul Ryan. Oh! Can you, rep- can you play Say it that one more again. time? Say those two <laughs> words again. Uh, I would be somebody who would be different. I think you see um, that I've been recognized nationally as being somebody who would be different, who okay. would be a, a leader, uh, who could be somebody like a Paul Ryan. Stop. <laughs> let me let me go here. Can I go, please? Because you don't. Uh, yeah, go. Can I go? go? Okay. I'm assuming this was recorded pre-2008, maybe 2000, <laughs> somewhere in there. I don't know. When. Okay. So so coming out of the so the era of Paul Ryan Thanks, was, was taken over when, uh, what's his name? Boehner. Was the, everybody yeah, hated Boehner. Everybody hated, Get out of here. And they brought this young kid in, and his name was, uh, oh, God, um, um, God. Anyway, he, he brought in a new Speaker of the House, and this is a brand new congressman from the state of Florida who's looking up to this new Speaker of the House, of which, so you got to look at the context of this video, okay? Please don't think that he is saying that he he represents the views now, can I of give Paul you, Ryan. Can Please I give you don't. the rebuttal? Of course. <laughs> I didn't expect anything less. Go. Thank you. Uh, I really do believe that DeSantis is establishment. People are saying rhino on the comment line. I agree. I think he's a rhino. I, I think it does mean something because we've all known who Paul Ryan really is, and he's establishment. He's a rhino. Always has been. It's not like he just became one later on. And I think what we have to remember is that Trump, he's the devil we know. Whether you like him or not, he's the devil we know. We already know what amazing, phenomenal policies he's had, how much wonderful things he's done for this country, how he brought us out of the brink of going down the toilet. And DeSantis, we know what he's done in Florida, but I'll tell you what, anytime a politician, remember this, Trump's a businessman, DeSantis is a politician. Anytime you have a politician who is a governor or an attorney mm-hmm. general or anyone in that, that no. ilk, and they want, to, uh, they want to climb the ladder and they want to become president, they're going to do everything they think they need to do mm-hmm. to get the vote. And then once they become president, then we see that they were really establishment rhino okay, all along. Let's, let's do this. Remember we said you have to be able to fill out a test and score at least 85 on the test to become part of our government jobs from this point forward. DeSantis would score 100. He's only he's, based he's on a Harvard what grad. He's, he's, he's done as a governor. He's Harvard ba- Law School. He's basically check it out. I he's know that. I know that. Unfortunately, Jack. unfortunately, with unfortunately with the word politician comes a lot of baggage. And if whether you like to believe this or not, Trump was a politician. Yes, he was a businessman first, but he was the president of the United States, which makes him a politician. Trump would have scored a fifteen out of a hundred, but who cares? But he would have run the country like a businessman. DeSantis would have scored a hundred out of a hundred. And he'll run it, I think, similar to Trump. Uh, but we don't know See that. What I'm saying? Trump is, like I said, Trump is the guy we know. We know what he did. We know what he's capable of. Take a look at. His- I'm not convinced DeSantis would do the same thing as Trump has. What I do you think, think Trump? Oh, again, this is a serious question. I was thinking about this yesterday. I need a breakdown 
sometimes you have to play your own devil's advocate. Tell me the things that you think DeSantis would not do that Trump would. I don't do. have. That's just it. I don't have no, the just, faintest clue. I'm what, begging what you. DeSantis I'm begging you because I, I really want to know what your opinion is. But I already, t- I already gave you my you don't, opinion. So you don't know. No one knows. That's what. That's in my entire point. So you can't no have. You can't. Knows. No one knows. It's the great unknown. Maybe he would be a phenomenal president. Maybe everything he's doing in Florida is just to get campaign money and vote so he could run for president. And then maybe he's being paid by McConnell and some of these other folks so that he can take over the nomination. So let me go. Let me do this for you real fast, and I'll see if I can do this quickly, Vic, and then I'll ask your opinion. So if DeSantis is the president, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to go turn the spigots back on. He's going to say, that that pipeline, let's go. The second thing he's going to do right after a coffee break is he's going to start building that damn wall. The wall is going to go up in, in a record amount of time. He's going to go, you thought that uh, Operation Warp Speed was fast? Watch this Operation Southern Wall. The Another thing he's going to do is he's going to come in there and he's going to take a look at taxes. And he's going to probably lower taxes and he's going to take a look at the economy. He does have a track record of making the education system less uh, critical race theory. He's going to probably take a look at that. If he has a super majority in the House and the Senate, he will get a lot of stuff through. All so speculation. Hold on. All hold speculation. On. Hold on. <laughs> we not. already know what Trump would do. That's all speculation. No, I'm, I'm only doing the low-hanging fruit stuff. <laughs> all speculation. I'm only doing the low-hanging fruit stuff. I am telling it's you. It's basic. Now, what he might you, do, no. now, what he might do that's bad, he might come out one day at a press conference with a couple of transgenders behind him and say, we want to protect these people's rights to and that might piss off a person like you i'm telling you right now desantis is a rhino he is establishment and if he ends up getting the nomination he will never win against trump Dun dun dun! What go, a great Vic, way to go. set everything up. No, I just I wanted to watch you two go at it for that. Do you like DeSantis or do you like Trump? Yeah, I like I like them both. Every single day we sh- every single day we should do this. We should ask each other that same question and see where that little. We're uh, gonna, oh well, no 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 no! If he does declare for the presidency, then we're going to see them debate. Trump will wipe the floor with him. <laughs> And there it is, Tabitha Hassel. By the way, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. You can catch us live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and of course, all the time on our website at CancelThisShow.com, all of our original content and everything that goes up there. Coming up today at about 9.30, uh, Ric Flair will be joining us live. Mr. Woo, of course. Rick's been making his way through the St. Louis area. They actually had bobblehead night for Ric Flair at the Blues game last week. So Rick is coming in to talk all about cancel culture, his new woo choose for his marijuana company, and, of course, the incredible life that he's lived. Tabitha's going to ask him exactly what a nature boy is. I can't wait for that. Wait a minute, what? Are you going to, okay. We'll let her embarrass herself. Go. I wore my Ric Flair shoes. <laughs> but uh, but I told you guys, uh, it, it takes a lot for me to get starstruck because, you know, 24 years in the news business, sports business, but I'm starstruck today. And I am not overdoing this because we've got Mr. Mike Yoder in studio and I love law and you guys know I love attorneys yes. and I love people who've committed their life to doing what they're doing. Mike has done that. Uh, Mike is arguably the best, or I'll call him one of the best constitutional attorneys in America. Um, I mean, he's only won over, I don't know, $7 million for his clients over the past few years. Hmm. Um, Basically, to give you an idea of what he is, I talk about him being a constitutional attorney, uh, constitutional litigation, civil rights, whistleblowing, and employment disputes. But his bio and accomplishments are so long, I have to read. I try to memorize everything, as you guys know. Listen to this so we give you an idea of who he is if you don't know already. Heck, Mike, Lizzie, 
our social media guru was already friends with you. I had no idea. On Facebook. On Facebook. So he also, this is so important, was instrumental in blocking the Biden administration from terminating federal employees who submitted religious accommodation requests. Hmm. You remember that. Represented the United States military and their success in blocking the Department of Defense's vaccine mandate for all active duty service members. But it doesn't get there. He's also litigated successfully against Antifa, former Mayor de Blasio, Hmm. Pritzker, Governor Cuomo, you name it, Antifa, Planned Parenthood. The list goes on and on and on. We'll get into it all. Uh, Mike, welcome to Cancel This Today for the first time. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Wait, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in rural central Pennsylvania. I was was adopted at two days old and moved from outside of the suburbs of Chicago in a small town in Indiana. Uh, I moved there when I was about five and uh, my parents, you know, lower income family. And we moved to central PA so my dad could be home more than traveling and sort of grew up in the farmlands, the woods, uh, not, not too much going on where I'm from. Well, we're going to get into so many things with you. I, I, I'm curious, where'd you go to law school? Because so much success in such a short amount of time in your career. The cheapest place I could get into. St. Charles Community College. <laughs> that wasn't local. a community college. <laughs> but no, I went to Elon University. I'm uh, familiar with Elon. So the undergrad is a phenomenal school. The law school was new at the time. And uh, they threw a lot of money my way. And I just said, okay, like, can I sit for the bar? That's all I really care about. I can figure it out. The law, it's literally words on a page. So it doesn't really matter where I go. I can comprehend getting, things being a lawyer is like getting in the nfl isn't it it's like once you get past the bar you're all you're part of the club it doesn't matter where what your background is it's now you are in and you get to prove yourself in that that uh, career yeah i would just say that there's a massive rookie roster uh, okay. <laughs> that's a great right. analogy right. it is talking with mike yoder a constitutional attorney uh, i've become familiar with you on instagram because you've only got like two hundred thousand followers on instagram yeah what's I mean, up with that let's i mean up. every and i started to learn and study when i do my research and you were friends with a lot of people that i'm friends with and i'm like oh this guy is really good and then i saw you start to break down the trump situation um the alleged indictment and if it's coming um could you kind of set the stage on what this whole situation has been, what we have seen since the weekend when all of this kind of hit the airwave, so to speak? So a good rule of thumb in politics, and I was in Washington, D.C. for six years. I worked in a lot of political capacities as well as litigation and, and working as an attorney there. But whenever you see the media talking about something, that means just don't really pay attention to it and look at something else because nothing the media is talking about is particularly the uh, nucleus of what the problem is. So obviously right now we're familiar with all the, you know, SVB bank going down. We're looking at all the banks crashing, all the planes converging in Omaha, Nebraska with the Mm -hmm. senior VPs and execs, as well as the White House, which hasn't happened uh, for what now? Over a decade. Last Mm -hmm. time it happened was 2008. So you can do the math. Right. They're doing that. Meanwhile, Alvin Bragg, who's a Soros funded DA, is bringing up these bogus charges that are I mean, I don't want to say that they're not worth the, you know, the weight of paper they're written on, but the point of the matter is, is that the two distinctions I think a lot of people are missing are one, I keep having people cite, you know, article one, section two of the constitution, which is the extradition clause that's federal, not state. So that's the first distinction. And the second thing is that people are conflating the actual undertone of the charge with guilt and i've seen that a lot as an attorney and i'm only a civil lawyer i don't do criminal defense or anything like that 
but I see so often where a charge gets dropped or an indictment comes down and people are not familiar with the grand jury process. They're not familiar with what that means. They're not familiar with burdens of proof. Yeah. And then they get hit with a charge and you're, you're essentially guilty until proven innocent and you can't prove a negative. That's sort of the right. way that our system is operating as opposed to how it should be, which is guilty or innocent until proven guilty. How do we guilty. fix that? I have to know because it's, you're absolutely right. It's like, even if Alvin Bragg loses this thing in court, they have the talking points in a political arena at that point, right? It's like, well, we brought the charges. We showed you that he was guilty, but the court didn't see it that way. And now all of a sudden it ties him politically to this thing and they can use it against him in a PR capacity. But you're right, guilty till proven innocent. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing is education. I mean, how, we always talk about exercising your rights. Well, how the hell are you going to do that if you don't even know them? And <laughs> that's the first step. But the, the other exactly. thing, too, is, you know, people are saying, oh, well, you know, tax evasion and, and things of that nature. Well, first, getting into the facts of it, one of the issues is that the the fifty thousand dollar a month retainer that Cohen was on, which is pretty standard for a lot of industries, a lot of businesses, mm -hmm. high professionals, paying fifty grand for a lawyer is nothing. Yeah. So, paying him that money, what they're claiming is that that funding was in regard to being listed and and categorized as a campaign expense as opposed to an income expense. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that it was used for a, a tax benefit purpose, or alternatively. It was a campaign expense he didn't disclose, so it's a yeah. catch-22. If you have a lawyer as a person or as a candidate, it's going to be one of those two expenses. But is it all a diversion? I mean, does any of this really matter? I mean, our country's on fire. We're, we're heading the way of Venezuela. Is it just a media distraction? I mean, until I see someone from Epstein's list indicted, I don't want to talk about this. Wow. Good point. Makes because 100%. the children that were abused by that that's right predator the people that facilitated it i mean glenn maxwell is the only person i've ever seen convicted of conspiracy without a co-conspirator so yeah this country's never seen anything like why that. is no, it probably heinous? will never see anything like that again and it's still ongoing I, I gotta ask you this you're you're in the game i'm not but why do you think that something that's that egregious a little black book why don't we have a website with all the people in that black book and it's funded by we the, do. the doj and it can say this guy was in the black book is it because we're trying to protect him because they haven't been accused of anything criminally yet or how why is that i don't know why they're trying to protect epstein the only I mean, the only thing I can say is that we know Trump wasn't on that list because it hasn't been leaked. Mm -hmm. the, Very true. You know, the notion of the allegations as to who has been on that list are pretty devastating if true. I'm mm -hmm. not going to opine as to whether that is accurate or not. But the fact that no one wants to talk about it means everyone should be talking about it. That's right. Including the judges and the prosecutors and the media. And I'm just wondering. The media will never but talk you already, about it. Yeah, but they you will never talk about with, it. I mean, the whole media situation with Trump. I mean, I'd love to tie that situation up. Where do you see this going in the next few days? Because it doesn't sound like there's any case to even to stand on. It sounds to me like if it's even brought before a judge, it gets tossed. Well, I mean, the first thing is that, I mean, you have to remember, it's a catch-22, like I was saying earlier, where it's either he disclosed the expense as a personal expense on a $50,000 retainer, and then they're going to claim that he violated yeah. FEC regs. If he used Cohen in an official capacity for his campaign on a $50,000 a month retainer, then they're going to claim that by disclosing it through the FEC, he committed tax evasion and didn't file it with his personal income on his tax returns for the IRS. So he's either going to get hit by the IRS or the FEC. Mm -hmm. The problem with the, uh, the district attorney bringing that charge in New York is, one, 
they're probably going to only be able to hit him on New York state taxes because he's not a U.S. attorney. Right. So prosecuting something under the U.S. code is out of his jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. Yeah. So the problem that they're also running into is that they're claiming that he falsified the business records and then he did it to gain a campaign expenditure. Mm -hmm. The other angle that they're talking about is the $130,000 that was allegedly paid to Stormy Daniels. Yeah. That whole situation, even if the money was paid, it's a it's an intent based crime. Right. It means that like the mens rea, which is the Latin phrasing for mental state, you have to be able to prove as a prosecutor beyond a reasonable doubt that the mental state was that Trump had knowledge and awareness of that transaction occurring with the intent that that transaction be used <laughs> not only to silence her, but to silence her for the yep. benefit of building a for mounting a formidable campaign. Now, Trump has been painted a narcissistic egomaniac for the last eight years. So they're going to have to overcome their own burden, which is you guys have said this guy is a narcissistic ego nut job. So what makes you think that he wouldn't have just buried that story for his own personal yeah. reputation, mm-hmm. not for his campaign. And you have Michael Cohen's own lawyer coming out on the on the on the stand. I think it was yesterday or the other day before that said, "You can't trust this guy." I can tell you right now, I have email after email after email saying that Trump did nothing wrong. Did you see that part of the story? There's mm-hmm. literally correspondence that says, "I need to ask you a question. What did you have on Trump so that we can get you off of these charges?" He goes, "I have nothing." Well, so he literally almost admits that Trump did nothing in his correspondence with his other lawyer. I mean, their star witness lied to Congress, so that's you, yeah. As it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's that's what you can use that as is uh, as evidence to impeach his credibility. Yeah. And so, so you have someone that can be impeached for lying to Congress. You have a a, yeah. a former washed up porn star. You have a creepy porn lawyer who. I even wrecked on social media when he went to jail. He wanted to compare resumes with me back in 2019. Oh, my God. And I saved those DMs. <laughs> what? Evan Eddy? Was that his name? Evan Eddy? Yeah, Michael yes. Evan well, he's, he's from St. Louis, way, right? He's a St. Louis guy. Isn't he doing Figures. time now? Yeah, he's in California. 14 years. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got into it on Twitter because I made, like, a short joke about him or something. Yeah. And I had, like, 2,000 <laughs> followers at the time. And, like, he had 800,000. I'm like, you have a problem, man. Like, why are you even... First off, yeah. how did you even see this? Yeah. Like, you must have, like, a visibility filter on for, like, short jokes. <laughs> and it just triggered him. And I'm like, I'm going to run with it. And, yeah. Like, he went off on me. He started sending me DMs, like, you're a nobody. I'll compare resumes with you anytime. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I... Save that until he went to jail. <laughs> and then I was just like, what's your uh, inmate ID and mailing address? <laughs> hey, I'd we're like talk- to We're talking it. with Mike Yoder, one of the best constitutional yeah. attorneys in America. He's D.C.-based in the St. Louis area today. Uh, Mike, did your wife pick that sweatshirt out for you, or is that yeah, all it's your getting own? a lot of attention. I love, love it. Love, love it. Getting a lot no, of attention. I actually, uh, I actually wife Gabby's pick- in studio with us today, I actually too, picked it out myself. Camera. What store sells something that cool so we can tell everybody to go there? Oh, it's got to be a secret. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't want this everyone. He's going to market it himself. This is my signature now. All right. Hey, cool. I'll buy a couple. Tabitha, we finally found somebody. Tabitha's always like, listen, you need to fight. You need to stand up for what you believe in. When we sit back as Americans in this comfortable lifestyle we have, when we sit back as humans and don't do anything, the other side is certainly coming after you and taking what they can take. With that being said, uh, I first heard the term Antifa from Tabitha and Revcom several years ago when we were doing radio, and I was like, Antifa, Antifa, what is Antifa? It's a band coming out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What exactly have you had to deal with Antifa with over the years? 
So the lawsuit I was talking about, and this was funny. I'm glad you actually brought this up because so many people are like, you can't sue Antifa, you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I promise you I can. There's a statute under the Oregon Code, Section 14.030, that allows you to sue an unaffiliated organization. It's an older statute from the late 1800s mm-hmm. that was dealing with a lot of gang violence on the West Coast, where gangs, you know, the Bloods and Crips don't go and incorporate with the state Good and point. the secretary, you know, but they're identifiable <laughs> based on common characteristics, visibility, common mission, common statements. They're identifiable based, yeah. you know, blue, red, whatever, maybe same thing back in the late 1800s yeah. with gangs. That statute had never been repealed. Mm-hmm. So I made the argument that I could sue Antifa, even though they're an unaffiliated organization, because they identify under the same thing, which is black block. They have a same common mission or purpose. Right. They're, they're banded together publicly in a manner in which the corporate registration is not going to make them singular, singularly identifiable in a different manner. Yeah. And then some... One of the one of those like twerps. I, I call it like the like the 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 band All American Rejects. That's what always comes to mind whenever I think of Antifa. It's always like the kids that didn't get dressed for gym class. Okay, like but that's hair. a great. Okay, band. that's just you're taking me back to you. That's a great band. I'm just talking. About <laughs> it's band. not. It's not. But anyway, Stop it. here's I call, the deal. I call Antifa the Democrat foot soldiers, and our conservative foot soldiers are the the uh, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. And guess where they're at? They're in prison. I mean, I think that there's. I'm all for freedom of speech as long as you exercise it within the confines of the law. I mean, mm-hmm. Chris Cuomo, unfortunately, didn't read the First Amendment before he asked, where does it say you have to be peaceful when you protest? And it does say the word peaceable <laughs> literally in the text of that First yeah. Amendment. But, I mean, maybe it was the fact that it said peaceable and not yeah. peacefully. And mm-hmm. he Define refused. what's peaceable, then. I mean... <laughs> what's is... Per- we are peaceful. It's them creating violence against us. How? But we can't be complacent. I argue with, with Eric a lot. We go back and forth. You know, because it's true. We, as conservatives, we're very complacent. We're not getting out. We're not fighting, but we have to. If we don't start fighting well, here's fire my with fire, we're going to lose our country. Here's my argument, Counselor. I feel like the Democrats, the George Soroses, the Antifas, they have, for the last five, six, seven years, done a fantastic job of setting traps all over the place. Uh, uh, January 6th, that was a trap. No doubt about it. Would you agree? Yeah. I okay. mean, they are fighters they're fighters they know how to set traps they know how to play the they play whitey ball they play they don't want to try to put one over the fence they do a lot of singles here and there and they, they, they do that together. to intimidate us my, and we can't fall for right it. that's my they point. do stuff in the cloak of darkness antifa is a great how do they fund antifa how do they fund these kids to dress in all black and go to georgia and protest i've never understood that i'm like that is so gangster it's unbelievable do well, they have a was, bank account well that was part of the angle i was taking with my lawsuit and i failed it under a battery claim uh, because Andy No, if you guys remember the journalist that got hit with like the yep. milkshake that the cement and stuff. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like that, yep. And they have this thing that's called anti-slap, slapping strategic lawsuit against public participation. So mm-hmm. there's, a law, there's a strong anti-slap law in California, New York, Oregon adopted effectively California's mm-hmm. anti-slap defense, which means even if what you're alleging constitutes a legitimate claim under the First Amendment as a violation, you can't bring that claim if you're using it for essentially for lawfare it's it's a law it's it's to prevent people from from filing lawsuits with the intent of using them maliciously as a sword to to chill someone else's engagement in free speech Mm. so they wanted to bring that defense i brought it under battery i'm like this has nothing to do with what you said you literally hit him in the head with a milkshake and gave him a brain yes on camera and my first move (laughs) wanted was going to be wanting to subpoena the bank records yeah and uh uh-uh they did not like that why (laughs) 
Well, you know why you're going to see who exactly it's funding. Who them. cares what they like? You, That's my my whole point. Is that is why are, aren't isn't the judicial system supposed to be under the cloak of a veil that you the, they can't see what it, it's just. It's almost like if AI was the judge. AI, I mean, you should be able to pl- plug into AI v- via what the inputs are and say, I need the bank records for this reason. And the judge should be able to sign off on that stuff. Is Are are you feeling that you are in a battle against the judicial system when you do this stuff? I mean, absolutely. I mean, and I tell really? people all the time, like, murder is illegal, doesn't stop anyone. The ju- justice system is supposed to be blind, mm-hmm. not stupid. And we run into that all the time where we're having to procedurally posture and figuring out which ways that we can take these cases and bring them in favorable. And when I say favorable, I literally mean fair jurisdictions. Yeah. When I first started practicing, I had a case in DC that was against the District of Columbia, against the Board of Elections, against the Office of Campaign Finance. I had a Democratic judge that was appointed by Obama. <laughs> oh he was the God. most fair judge I've ever had. And this was pre-COVID. This was uh-huh. back in 2017, 2018. This case, the judge dismiss some of my claims i disagree with that but i at least could see i'm like i don't agree with you but at least i can see the legal reasoning and the logic as to how you got to that conclusion and it makes sense from a different angle obviously i'm biased i don't agree but he didn't dismiss all my claims i ended up routing the district for the statutory cap on on damages for a settlement in that case i had a very fair shake even though he was an obama appointed judge i never once had to look up what president appointed federal judges when i first started practicing right now i can almost tell you the outcome based on who appointed the judge. Okay. And then you have cases that you're bringing in New York, so, you're bringing in California. Because we have the Biden yeah, regime in it, charge. Well, speaking of Biden, how were you able to have so much success in stopping the Biden administration from terminating federal employees when it came to mandates, when it came to the whole situation of bringing religious accommodations forward? Well, I think from a from a philosophical standpoint, there's nothing to, there's nothing more difficult than someone who does not care of any repercussions in the sense that I'm not afraid to go up against them. I'm not confined by money. No one owns me. I've never sold out. But you continue to have so much success. I think the other part of it too is that I'm younger and a lot of lawyers get set in their ways in a specific mechanism as to how you go through practicing and they use templates and boilerplate language and cookie cutter things. And if they don't know how to do something that's novel, they don't carve their teeth. They don't want to dive into this new entrenched, you know, un, you know, unexplored realm of law and they're trying to treat these cases so much more so as you know the good old days where you file the lawsuit they call you they make an offer you go back and forth the defense bills are, bills out a little bit then they throw you an offer or yeah. throw you a bone and you settle this is not litigation this is literal lawfare it's literally using lawsuits as Weapons. warfare and the way that they do that is they either try to chill it with passing legislation or regulations that are viscerate your rights. And the only way you can get back into that is by taking a novel and new approach to it. And I, I don't know. I, I truly feel like God put me on the earth to do what I do. And I have a very unique uh, understanding of the law, I guess. But I'm just tenacious. I mean, well, it's, 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 it goes to be like using the law system as a weapon. I would think that. Have the, you marketed uh, that I, yet? What? Lawfare? I was just going to say that. That's such you, a great you word. You need to market that somehow. If it, I don't know if it's taken, but when you said that, it went boom. Yeah, it made sense. Eric's our marketing genius. Has marketing well, no, company. I agree. It's, it is a it but, is a uh, but I see through. I always thought that the Capone stuff was interesting. It's like you can't get him on what he really did, so let's go after him for taxes. You, you know what I mean? It's like. By the way, Mike has experience with mafia in Italy as well. well I mean, what hasn't he done? Yeah. It's like it's like if you can't get them for what you want to get them on, we'll do something else. A lot of people can't afford two hundred thousand dollar law fees, so let's get them in the system so we can bankrupt them. That's what they did with General Flynn, correct? 
Well, with General, I mean, General Flynn was an entirely different situation. I mean, with Flynn, they even went all the way to the point of waiting for his son to have his child born and three days later threatened to indict Michael Flynn Jr. That's what Flynn, that's why Flynn pled guilty. And I've never seen such a miscarriage of justice as when right. Sullivan refused to adhere to the D.C. Circuit's order telling him to reverse or vacate the, the uh, you know, the, the guilty plea. They had to fight that, went up on appeal to the, the circuit, and then they had to go back and do a per curiam, which means the whole board. So typically with circuit courts, for those that don't know, you have three judges selected from a federal circuit and then per curiam means that you bring back the entire panel within that same circuit which is very 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 rare to even get them to hear something per curiam because it's literally saying yes i'm willing to get on the bench put it on permanent record in the history of the united states that i'm literally calling out the guy sitting next to me as being wrong yeah. because all you are equal judges yet there's so three of you were so vehemently wrong that the uh, it's dividing of that. How, how do we remedy that? Because it seems like, it seems like it sucks to be you. If I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm the government and I can bankrupt you in a in a way with that doesn't put you incarcerate you. That's that's as much of a weapon as anything else. How do we? Is it the judge that has to say before I make this guy pay a hundred thousand dollars in legal fees? I need to know why I'm doing that. I mean, you see, it seems like there needs to be some barrier or some check, some balance to protect the guy that's about to go through what he, what Flynn went through. I mean, you have if it's I mean, the paying the hundred thousand in legal fees, I think, is, you know, using Flynn might be not the best example because you still have a fundamental right to having representation and counsel in the criminal system. You, you're right to a public. But didn't defender. he have to get rid of houses and move and all this stuff? I mean, he had to uproot. I mean, his those are the life. repercussion. Yeah. I mean, the, like a lot of that was safety related. I mean, if you want a good lawyer, you're not going to go with the public defender. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know smaller crimes having a public defender is actually better if it's like a dui something small like misdemeanor state court level stuff because they're the ones that know the da's the judges they can wheel and deal better than this out-of-state right. bigwig but with flynn he had Sidney powell who did a phenomenal job representing him all the way up through the hearing and then she in my opinion found out that fame is sort of like heroin once you get addicted to it you can't get off of it and then that's where you you know it goes from phenomenally and eloquently representing flynn in an extremely well done capacity yeah and that just snowballed into release the kraken i mean I'm like yeah, too I'm many like, encores too you know, many encores yeah it's like what yeah. like you're relevant until you're not and then some people just don't like when they're they become irrelevant frankly i'd love to be unknown or anonymous yeah. because like i just want to go about my day and live my life but you know i don't think that we fix the system from the standpoint of there's like a, a solution i think it's a culture issue as opposed to an answer that can be legislated or litigated oh, that sucks because america is losing the culture battle and one of the heaviest weighted factors the supreme court considers in making decisions in their cases is culture when you say a fundamental right no one ever questions well what is the basis or what metric do we use to determine in america what is fundamental and it's culture it's what our society views as acceptable i mean homosexuality was criminalized in texas until 2003 in lawrence v texas that case overturned bowers v hardwick which was a prior case in the 80s where they declined to rule that homosexuality the criminalization of that yeah. could be uh what they said yeah you can criminalize it that's not unconstitutional that flipped same thing with gay marriage so look what they're doing now with the trans agenda with transgender mm -hmm. now they're moving it into trans ageism they want to essentially destroy any societal norms and i think in my opinion that's the product of a godless society once you take god out of the society or out of a culture you have or no, out of school out of as school. i say all the time here well i mean public schools technically they're supposed to have the separation of church and state which and, and i and i will respect that to the extent that it exists 
but it's again and it's a, it's almost a facade of what's in reality hmm. uh because if they want to have separation of church and state then why do you need to get a marriage well, license speaking to be married? of church and state you want to comment on the stanford kids well, that were trying to break down the first amendment where you had a federal judge sitting right there trying to just speak to these kids that's your profession i mean these are the this is the next generation of lawyers coming out of the best law school on the planet apparently i mean are they i don't know if they're if stanford's a public or private school or not i mean if they're on a private campus it's not it's kind of one of the other because california has weird uh, um, tuition laws so it's kind of private kind of public but it is one of the best law schools and you had an entire you had the administration going after him you had the kids going after him and i was like what the hell's going on speech is fundamental to your profession to being a lawyer yeah and i mean i personally think it's more of a culture issue than it is a legal issue the fact that we have to address the fact that people don't know how to respect elders or respect people that are in a profession. I mean, imagine being, I can't even fathom the idea of being in law school, having a federal judge there. And then I stand up and berate them because my feelings are hurt because I'm just such a soy boy. I need to go home and like, you know, have my seed oils and drink my oat milk. <laughs> like you're going to be a lawyer. Yeah. I, I will have a field day and mop the floor with those types of people. So welcome to the big leagues, buddy. I don't care where you went to law school. I'm going to, you're just going to get wrecked. Like these types of people are so entitled. Yeah. It's all culture. It's all coddling. It's no one wants delayed gratification or earned gratification. That's all expected entitlement. And it's going to be a rude awakening once the two, you know, ends of that collide. And yeah. Mike, I want to go back to Antifa. And the reason why <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that Antifa is one of the biggest threats we face in this country right now. And it's not about what happened on January 6th. It's not about what happens at protests. It's about the fact that we have these FBI reports and CIA reports that Antifa is actually a domestic terror organization. They are the ones potentially attacking power stations across the country. They are the group of people who are potentially derailing trains across the country. And there's a lot of evidence that points to this as being true. So how in your lawsuit, what do you expect to come out of it and if we can at attack Atifa by lawsuits in the legal route, can we stop them? So, so that law, I did file that lawsuit when I was previously with another firm. So I'm no longer working on that. I'm not sure if it's resolved by now or not. I know Harmeet Dillon is the one that's handling Andy No's case now, who's a yeah. phenomenal lawyer. Um, Mike's a DC-based attorney, by the way, as yes. well. Yeah, and I mean, I practice all over the country, but I'm in DC. Harmeet is a is a phenomenal attorney. Um, I, I worked uh, under her for a while before opening up my own firm, so I can't comment as to the the extent of where the lawsuit's presently at. But in the initial stages, and you know, my the the relevant salient points of when I sued Antifa was just you know being able to sue them, the concept behind it, and then the objectives within that of protecting Andy and seeing you know where where, the, where this funding was going. But um, you know, Antifa I believe is a domestic terrorist organization. I believe that there are a lot of truths that will never see the light of day because the agenda that is being pitched is much more controlling and we're probably not going to be able to reverse it because the cognitive dissonance is so strong and in my opinion shame is the number one most difficult emotion to grapple with people can handle disappointment sadness anger uh, pain, but shame is, it makes you feel like you're literally dirty from the inside out when you look yourself in the mirror. And the people that were calling us grandma killers, the ones that severed ties with their family, that missed holidays, that wouldn't let their kids see their grandparents, the kids who now have speech impediments because their parents made them wear masks in school and they couldn't see facial or visual cues, the people that are educated that are so far behind in their academics they did this for two or three years because they were so afraid of COVID because they bought the narrative. Those people have an immense 
immense impediment in being able to say, you know what, I was wrong because you got played so hard that it's so hard to reconcile with yourself. How could you be so blindsided by something for so long and then act in such callous disregard of the rights and respect of others yeah. to the point where you're shaming them, you're screaming at them in stores. And I mean, I was like, you're a leper if you if you weren't vaccinated or weren't wearing a mask. And my whole thing, I kept asking people, I'm like, if, if you are so afraid of COVID that it brings you to tears and anger and screaming at me <laughs> and you have to get in my face, you're that mad. Where is your common sense? Because if I was that afraid of a virus, I'd run away from you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, Yet you're we coming up into my that. face. I mean, if, if masks work, why aren't they working? If vaccines work, why aren't they working? Oh, they're not. And then you're going to still yeah. fall on that hill. Yeah. So it's going to be a long overhaul to get out of what uh, it's like MK Ultra 2.0. It didn't work the first time, but sure as hell did the second. Well, I think it's, yeah. I think well, liberalism, liberalism. is a, it's a mental ah. illness. In well, my it's opinion. not a mental, it, no, it mental it's, no, a mental it's a brainwashing illness. of sorts. And I think that the mask was a flag, democratic flag. And they, it, it just proved that they believed everything they were hearing. Trump bad, mask good, that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And I think that conservatives and the problem I have is conservatives are very different. I'm different from her. I'm different from him. Conservatives, they, they have a, a, a wider a bandwidth of what they think. And That's because you call yourself a libertarian. I don't call myself any. I, 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 I Remember just think we were going to get you a sign. Democrats, they, they walk lockstep. Yeah. Right? They walk lockstep. Conservatives are like, they don't have any kind of agenda. It's just like they did their research with the whole COVID thing. And they basically said, you know, I think I'm okay if I got the disease. I think my immune system is going to be able to handle this. I'm really sick of wearing this mask. And that was the thing. In your profession, do you find that the liberals, you're fighting against not just one liberal ideology, but everybody is coming at you? You know what I mean? Is it? Do you see the army approach to the Democrats the way the, from the vantage point that you have? I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is is this. It's the same tactics from a litigation standpoint, it, which is just deny, 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 block, block, block. As soon as you brought, you know, take down the barricades, they just cease doing what they're doing and try to make it go away. Create a media storm over something else, and then they go do something else. I mean, what what the, what their their whole game is is they will strategize, prepare. And I, it's almost like when, remember when Jewel came out, they took over 7-Eleven like overnight, like every 7-Eleven in America <laughs> had mango Jewel pods and everyone's like, yeah. what, what the hell is, a, what is Jewel? Yeah. That's what they do with litigation where if they break the law, they just have it so ready to go and they just dump it and they yeah. start carrying it out full force. They just hit you full bore. And then as soon as they get caught, by the time you catch them, you get a lawsuit filed. They try to delay, block, 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 mm -hmm. block, block, and then they squeeze out the last little bit of whatever unlawful activities are going on, wow. and then they fold. Wow! And then they go into something else because when they do that, they moot the case. You can't seek relief anymore. And I'm I've been arguing this whole time. I'm like, okay, so let me get this straight. Let's take that and make an analogy. If I'm a felon and I have a handgun and a cop pulls me over and I'm just like running down the street, running down the street, he's chasing me and I just take the gun and I'm like, okay, fine. I throw it into the water. I'm like, hey, you can't charge with felony possession anymore because I don't have the gun. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's the fact that no, but the problem is, is that if they stop doing it, no one wants to pay a lawyer to continue pursuing that to hold them accountable wow. because they aren't doing it to you anymore and no one wants to pay the lawyer. But the legal fees, the time, the effort, the extent of work that goes into holding them accountable for past actions yeah. requires it. And no one wants to fund that. No one wants to go into actually finishing the job and they leave it wide open. And what happens time and time again with conservatives, and this is one of the things you were saying earlier with, you know, Democrats being fighters and conservatives are complacent. We continually are virtuous to a fault where we walk into a fist fight. You know, if I'm going to go to a fist fight that I agree to, 
I don't know if he's going to bring a gun or a knife, so I'm going to bring a gun. It's going to stay in my waistband. I'll fight by the rules, but it doesn't mean I can't have a gun on me. Right. And then what happens is, as conservatives, that guy that you go to that fist fight with pulls a knife out. And then you say, well, the rules of the engagement were that we're well, going to fight with our hands. And then you land your back with your throat slit, wondering what happened to you. And that's why Even though you had a gun. I, I think it's and more than that. I think it, conservatives have a bazooka and they never use the damn well, thing. Well, really, the good thing is yeah. Mike is using his bazooka, yes, he so is. to speak. And that's the best thing that we have. We got like two minutes left with you. I'm, I'm just curious uh, if you could first let everybody know how they can find you. And then I want to know. Um, if there's anybody else like you that you see out there, because I pray nothing but safety, protection, and blessings over you and your family for what you're doing, because I can only imagine what people think about you when you're destroying them at these national levels. Yeah, and and uh, people can find me on my website. It's yoderesq.com, Y-O-D-E-R-E-S-Q. Uh, same thing with social media, just underscore. So it's yoder underscore ESQ on Twitter and Instagram. And I mean, right now, you have a podcast too, don't you? I, I did just start a podcast that was probably not my wisest decision based on time management skills. Uh, <laughs> well, come back to St. You know. Louis. Well, we'll, we, we'll put you in a studio here. I mean, thankfully, Gabby helps me out with a lot of the, the <laughs> Gabby, your stuff. Wife. And, yeah, and she, I mean, she she's amazing. She's Here, say this. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I know. She, her, her, she has her own content that she puts out regularly too, so I'm, I'm very blessed in that regard. But yeah, I mean, there. Chad Lavalia is a lawyer in New York who I uh, I work with. He took down the New York City ma- mandate as well as the New York statewide mask mandate. He's yeah. one that got the workers back with back pay. He's a phenomenal attorney that doesn't, in my opinion, get enough recognition for the work that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very strong litigator. He and I work together on a lot of cases. Nice. There's about 32 of them. There's a list on one of my Instagram posts that I listed out like 32 lawyers that fought with the military mandates. And there was a couple of names I missed, obviously, but there's there's less than 50 lawyers in the entire country you, that are taking on. Have you talked on. to Al Watkins and about the, the he shaman? He doesn't know who Al Watkins is. Do you know who the shaman <laughs> The shaman, the guy right. for January sixth, the the guy the oh, horns. Oh yeah, we yeah. got the lawyer. You should talk to him. He's represented in St. Louis. He's represented by a Watkins attorney. Yeah, oh, we need okay. to get you guys together. Hey, Mike, and I'll I'm, just sit there with a latte, listening to you guys talk. <laughs> I'm grateful for you taking time to stop by the studio today, my man. For seriously, um, you're a hero. Continue the good fight. If we can help out in any way, let us know. Uh, I knew you'd blow up our chat line. As oh, no you doubt. Did. No doubt. <laughs> and uh, people love you. Uh, they love your sweatshirt. They love your story. And uh, they love your fight. So thanks again for joining us on uh, canceltheshow.com. Not a problem at all. Thank you guys for having me. And next time I'm back out here, I'll let you guys know how I found a way through the PREP Act. I'm being able to hold liability against uh, manufacturers for the vaccine for death. Moderna is going out of business, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be dropping that in a couple weeks. I I have the lawsuit. It took me nine months, but I have it finally together. So we're going to start getting some justice for those that were injured or died because of the vaccine. See if you can get Fauci's house while you're at it. (laughs) I want Fauci's head. (laughs) A lot of people feel the same way. (laughs) Hey, Mike, thanks again, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Mike Mike. Yoder, one of the best constitutional attorneys in America. Just completely blew our audience away today from that standpoint. Uh, We're getting ready in just a couple minutes. We got uh, Ric Flair coming on. We go from Mike to Rick and two of the best in the businesses that they deal with. Once again, it's one of those things, so much we could talk to you about, but it blew me away. Uh, do we have time to take a quick break, Scotty? We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Ric Flair. Share the show. Back with more right after this. 
Hi, have you ever heard of a use tax? Well, it's just another name for sales tax that may be paid on a purchase from Amazon or any out-of-state seller. Until recently, out-of-state sellers didn't have to collect the same tax as our local stores. But recently, the Missouri legislature voted to give our state its portion. Now Chesterfield voters must approve the law to get our city portion. Vote yes on Prop U to support our local stores and help our city pay for police, parks, and streets. Paid for by citizens for Chesterfield's future, Gerald Wright, Treasurer. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local high school athletes, college athletes, weekend warriors, injured workers, and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment white glove exotic services check them out at cancel marco wait what no response hi i'm curtis barks with complete auto body and repair offering full service and auto repair to st louis and st charles we are looking for someone to say polo that's right we are hiring we want you now if you would like to work in a well-paying environment then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six complete auto body and repair locations will you help me find that missing person please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE that's right 636-488-4473 dad and service oh yeah and service Attention all foodies in the St. Louis area. Are you tired of bland, boring food that lacks flavor? Look no further than Pixie Dust Seasoning. That's P-I-X-Y. Pixie Dust Seasoning is a healthy, low-sodium brand with sugar-free options. We've sprinkled a little magic into every bottle so you can enjoy delicious, flavorful meals without the guilt. Pixie Dust Seasoning can be found in all Fresh Time locations and select schnook stores in the St. Louis market. If you can't make it to the store, don't worry. You can find us online at www.pixiedustseasoning.com. So what are you waiting for? Add a little magic to your meals with Pixie Dust Seasoning. Our tagline says it all. Sprinkle a little magic. Try it today. And when you visit the site, be sure to use the code name VIC so they know you came from CancelThisShow.com. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Yeah. 
Hey guys, welcome back into the show. Cancel this, cancelthisshow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tap of the Hassle, Eric Johnson, and Scotty Gherkin, our producer, engineer extraordinaire. By the way, love talking with Mike Yoder and a shout out to uh, Andy Frisella and the guys over at First Form. Um, go figure, Mike is actually good friends with Andy. They had dinner last night. And he's going to do Andy's podcast. And of course, Andy's the godfather of podcast. He's in I love that. Andy's in the Hall of Fame as he is as he does his thing in a massive way around the country. So I'm not surprised and grateful that uh, Andy um, let Mike do our podcast. I mean, there's guys out there that can big time people, and Andy is not one of them. He's so, not. And and you know what's so great about Andy, thank you. Andy, yeah. thank you. Andy Chris Klein. Sal, the whole group out there, thank you for allowing us to have Mike on the show. And they allowed us to tour, or you to tour their studio before that's, we even got started. Here. Yeah, that's where the advent of this all came about, that's for sure. Hey, we go from one massive guest, he's one of the best constitutional attorneys in America, that was Mike Yoder, to arguably the best and most entertaining wrestler, entertainer, personality that we have ever seen. The Ric Flair. I mean, it's not everybody that gets their own bobblehead night at the St. Louis Blues <laughs> after they've had an illustrious career. Rick, welcome into canceltheshow.com, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, we got a lot to talk to you about. Um, first of all, the name, Cancel This. Uh, a little birdie told me um, you're not all into the, the, the cancel culture wokeism that our country is uh, bending over to right now. Oh, no, I definitely am not. What do you see? from that standpoint i mean do you watch news headlines and go oh my god are you kidding me no i've just uh, almost become uh immune to it you know i mean it's, it's just i don't know i just i, I wish the more positive thought process unless there was there were people with more positive thought process Instead of always looking for something negative. Well, that's so true. It I mean, you, you, they, you, so Rick, here's the deal, man. We we on this show talk about the eras that we lived in, the '60s, the '70s. I'm an '80s guy. I remember being in the '80s and a little kid and laying on my apartment floor where we lived in Creefcore, Missouri, and boom, wrestling at the chase comes on and yeah. we i just remember that as a time that finally of an era that we all lived in together and it was like i i try to tell these two how much better it was in the 70s can you can you speak to because i always think of you as a st louis guy like you and sammy hagar are st louis guys to me <laughs> because i saw you so much <laughs> when i was a kid <laughs> can you talk a little bit about kind of the the wrestling at the chase and that experience just a little bit here in st louis missouri oh, it was incredible it was um i think it was the highest rated tv show in the country at that time yeah, what well, no it was was that the beginning of the wwe kind of in your opinion i mean was that kind no, of the no, catalyst no, 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 no. Totally two different organizations. Back then, they were the WWF, and they were basically a five or six state promotion. The NWA traveled all over the world. Rick, what exactly is a nature boy? <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> you see the chili peppers with the socks? There you go. <laughs> Oh my God, that's funnier! That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. Yeah, hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, Rick, as you joined us this morning here on Cancel This, um, we've seen you all around St. Louis. We've seen you around the country. I mean, you've been an entertainer and an athlete for a very, very long time. With that being said, um, how do you think you've been able to maintain this popularity that you've had? Uh, well, a lot of it, um, you know, that's a, that's a, I get, I get asked that question a lot and it's I really don't question. know how I think that I have been able to, uh, to make the adjustments in, uh, thought process and, and instead of seeing anything negative in the growth of wrestling, which is just at, at an all time high right now, um, you know, a lot of the old timers could never get with it. And I mean, I didn't understand. The word sports entertainment in the 70s and 80s wasn't even feasible when it came to wrestling. Right. And the guys would be in fights and the landing in East St. Louis all night long over. <laughs> yes! Over any insinu- Come on! Yeah, over any in- insinuation of it not being uh, 100% legit. So, but I mean, I've just been able to roll with it. I mean, I didn't dig it at first, but it is sports entertainment. And as long as. The people uh, pay us the respect, which they do, uh, of how difficult it is. That not only the in-ring performance, but the, the travel schedule, which is you know different than when I had the championship. But basically, if you're working on top in the, in the WWE and to the 20 plus performers that would be their top guys, or maybe 30, I would say more like 20 that are really in demand all the time for stuff like this when they're home they're working in other words they're promoting shows for the future they're especially this time of the year with wrestlemania coming up next week well i think it's it's more than that i think I, that, I, that, I know for acting for when my daughter is not in the gym she's doing pr yeah for the company when she's not wrestling she's doing pr for the company i think that the, but, they, but the, the reward is fantastic and i think that uh all those top stars and my and my daughter included realize that 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 goes with the glory oh absolutely being in demand is not a bad thing no it's not being but don't you think that it's basically this is that there's so many they churn out so many of these new guys that you know hit the gym they look good but but you guys are the legacy of this entire uh, sport and I remember you come from an era where we actually were trying to figure out if pro wrestling at the chase was fake or if it was real do you remember that era absolutely it was like Kiss Alive. It was like Kiss yeah. Unmasked. It's like, what do they look like without the, the yeah. makeup on? It was an era when you guys did a really good job fooling us. And now it is a soap opera. Uh, so I think that, I think that yeah, you... Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's... You can call it whatever you want to call it, but it's still... <clears throat> we have, I would say, what, six people with broken necks in the last five years? Oh, really? So, yeah, not not totally paralyzed, but... In the last 10 years, oh, my gosh, um, Edge had a broken neck. Steve Austin got a broken neck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go on it's a, No, it's no, a sport. That's, that's we've, had, we've had some people with serious injuries. Yeah, no that's, a, that's a shame because, you know, it, it was such a unique era of time. I can't imagine anything else like it or, or anything else that even – compares to it and i know people here in st louis they're trying to bring wrestling back do you think we will ever see 
another era like it once. You mean was. at wrestling at the Chase? Is that they're, they're trying to bring it back? Yeah. Well, I was well, I was at the Chase for an event with the NWA. <clears throat> St. Louis was the was our Madison Square Garden. Yes. With NWA, New York being their their place, and St. Louis was ours, and uh, I loved coming there. But <clears throat> Friday night at the Keel. Or the Checker Dome, the old Checker Dome, which held 19,000. Yep. Sold it out with Brody. Sold it out with Dick the Bruiser, Harley, Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Gary Von Erich. I mean, that was that was the mecca for me. I was, and the fans were as wild and enthusiastic in St. Louis as anywhere in the world. Yeah. And coming out of that Kiel Auditorium. On a Friday night, kids throwing snow ice balls at you. <laughs> 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 you had to your way to your car. Seriously, it, it was a rough. It was a rough crowd. It's rough now. Yeah, Rick, you've turned yourself not only the the career that you've had, but you've turned yourself into a businessman over the years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that, um, we understand you have a marijuana company, and is it true you actually have a gummy called the Woo Chew? Yep, comes out next week. Oh my God! Okay, how okay, can, all right. Wait a minute. I've, the woo chew. <laughs> Explain what the woo chew is. What does it do? And how how do I get it? It's a, it's an edible that um, relaxes you. Um, as an example, for me, in 1989, I started taking Xanax. Mm. So how many years is it till? What, the That's thirty ago? more than thirty. Yeah, 31, say, for 31 or two years, I took Xanax. Just one a day, every night. Yeah, pharmaceutical. I, I got off it a couple of times, but then I would get back on it. And and now, with the edibles, um, I've just, like, you have to do it gradually, of course. I'm not suggesting anybody just stop taking Xanax, because it doesn't work like that. It, 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 that. That can put you in a withdrawal situation, but you just have to do it gradually, and then the edibles, you know, and everything again is in moderation. Yeah. Yeah, Xanax is such an addictive drug. Moderation. What's that? A, a Xanax is such an addictive drug. It's great oh, that you no have kidding. an alternative to something like that. Yeah, no kidding. When I was in rehab, they got me off it, but it was easy to get back on again. Yeah, no kidding. But now these edibles are just fantastic. And boy, you, you've never, you'll never sleep as well. For, forgive my lack of knowledge, Rick. Um, can people purchase those out of state, or is that only in Good a certain question. state? Can people get your woo choose? Good question. As of, as of uh, the twentieth of um, of April, they'll be able to buy them in Missouri. Where? Oh, yeah. Oh. Do you know how yet, or is there somebody we can talk to about how we can? Oh, they'll, they'll be in cannabis outlets. Oh, all the wow. outlets. Okay. All right. Yeah. Brought to you by Woo Chew. That's right. Cancel, cancel this. <laughs> Brought to you by Woo Chew. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not, I'm, I don't know whether whether that is with a, a medical card or not yet. I haven't. I haven't we'll ask Scotty. It, He's our resident uh, CBD guy over here. Yeah. He, he does. Rick, do you get into politics at all? Do you ever talk politics? I know as an entertainer, you weren't allowed to really. I, I know a lot about politics. I do, but I don't, I don't talk about them. Really? See, Rick, I'm a big believer, and see, correct me if I'm wrong, Hollywood has all of their actors talking their side. 
I believe the only way to get this country back is to have guys like you get up and say, hey, you know what? Truth to power. I Do you, do you think that that's kind of accurate, too? Would you like to see more celebrities say, you know what? What's going on in this in this country is just wrong. I, I'm not even answering that question. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Good please. for you. They shouldn't Good say it. Celebrities shouldn't say hey, anything. Just hey, be really? them. Listen, let, look at the name of your show. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, touche. I'm, I'm not even going to respond to that question again. That's, that's, that's how you get in trouble. Yeah, it'll be on TikTok today. I can tell you that Tucker Carlson calls me every week to be on this show when I find a reason not to do it. Really? <laughs> have you never been on Tucker? No, I have not. I'm oh. not going to anytime soon. That tells us everything we need to know if we can read between the lines. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watch all that stuff, but I, I keep my mouth yeah. shut. I just have learned. Hey, well, you've become friends with Kevin Malutnik and strategic. Listen, I can't even. I can't. I have a, obviously people that work for me that handle my social media. <laughs> Sometimes I see stuff on TV or watch it, and I don't know how to post. And it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I, had, if I had some drinks and I see something I don't like, <laughs> you'll be the next Donald Trump. Is what will happen. Then I, then I have to call someone with some rationale before I hope. My- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick, you've really defied odds uh, when it comes to health standpoint. I've heard interview interviews right. with you. I've seen your biography. Um, it's one of the more fascinating mm-hmm. stories that people have in life. Um, do you consider yourself blessed right now to look as healthy Absolutely. and be as healthy as every, you are after every everything you've done over the years? Every minute of every day. Make no mistake. So who was... I, 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 people don't think this or realize this about me because I don't preach, but I know that God is watching over me. Because God, I mean, I should be dead. I'm crashing an airplane, hit by lightning. Mm. And I spent, what, 14 days and 13 days in a coma, 31 days in ICU, and I had to learn how to walk and all that again. And here I am talking to you guys, having a good time, talking about St. Louis and Kennedys and Oz and Pops. (laughs) Oh, my my gosh, Kennedys. If you make it out... How do you say Louis one piece your lucky as hell? Rick, <laughs> I Rick, say that to this day. I should have never survived. Rick, was the one of the I've best. I've the handcuffs on down there. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. I have something in common with Ric Flair. Yeah, so do I. Rick, tell well, the everybody. Were not me, but I was out there when one of my friends with me. In <laughs> Rick, we could write a book. But tell everybody how awesome it was to walk out of Pops and seeing the sun come up. Wasn't that the best thing ever? Yeah, yeah but it was even better walking out of the Kennedys, man. I love that. <laughs> that place is falling down now. We did so much damage I, I, to it. I, know, I, I, I tried to. <laughs> so it's just a shame. Some of these cities have just changed so much over the years. Yes. That was such a fantastic area, the, the landing. I loved it. Yeah, so it was a great period of time in general. Rick, I could get a six thousand dollar payoff back in the eighties and get on a plane at five a.m. in the morning to head to Atlanta TV with twenty bucks. <laughs> 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 the shots were expensive down in the landing, boy. No, no, just having fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he did have to wait in line to see Pale Divine. By the way, I'm sure. <laughs> happen very often but i have had a bad night here and there <laughs> <laughs> rick you've had a lot of honors and you've been put on a pedestal by many many organizations at different things um 
it's a little self-serving for us because we're in St. Louis. But how cool was it to be honored by the Blues last week and get your own bobblehead? I mean, not everybody gets that treatment. Well, it's not just that. For me, it's the Car Shield people. They are the most phenomenal group of people I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Yeah, no doubt. I'm trying to become family. (laughs) (laughs) I've been adopted. They are patriots for sure. You guys just adopted me. (laughs) Nick and Mark and, of course, Kevin, who you guys work with, and uh, the whole whole gang. uh, I'm not sure how they all got together, but Car Shield is a phenomenal company. They treat me like royalty, and I love working for them, and that's how the thing came about. I um, can't say enough about Nick Hamilton and Mark and uh, Paul. I mean, it, everybody involved. There, it's it's a family. It's a business, but they have they they run it like it's a family. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah. does. Well, they're super, super, super successful, so they're doing something right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. They absolutely are. And good products. Good well, products. And getting on that on that. On their private jet, that the, the Falcon Fifty. It's not flying right there. now. The, I yeah. saw the engine; it's off of it right now. You don't want to get on that thing right this minute. I'm just, I, I'm just kidding, Ken. I'm just it's kidding. right outside of our door. It is. Yeah, it's pretty nice inside. Pretty sweet, isn't it? It is. Yeah, Rick, they actually sent that to Tampa to get me one day. I said, "Are you kidding me?" Well, it's like if the commercial again. Yeah, the jet's not good then, enough. We have to do a custom then, interior. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin flew me over to. Say anything to beat TSA in the airport. <laughs> Kevin was kind enough to fly me over uh, to uh, Michigan to drop my cannabis line. So nice. Kevin is fantastic. I, I, have nothing, I have nothing but good thoughts and memories of St. Louis. Hey, before we let you go to today, uh, Rick, I was told that uh, you've got a relationship with The Rock that's pretty interesting. And people in St. Louis not only like him and respect him from the standpoint of his wrestling career, and of course, people know him from his acting, but mm-hmm. he brought football back to St. Louis so that yeah, St. Louis 30, fans could show. thousand people you guys had. To yeah, show that it yeah. wasn't a issue with St. Louis not being fans, it was an issue with ownership. What is your relationship like with The Rock? Well, I don't get to see him very often. The guy works harder than anybody I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. It's just one movie after another, but uh, God, we're, we're, you know, I spoke at his father's funeral and we're when we see each other, it's like we're best friends, but I don't get to see him that often. And only because of distance and time. And he, he works, he, his work ethic is second to none. I mean, he literally is up at 6 a.m. no matter what he does, working out, getting ready, and then starting that long day of, of shooting and making great movies. What was, the, what was the rivalry that you remember the most in all of your years of wrestling? What was the guy... That when you guys went at great at, question, when you guys Eric. went at each other, you're like, "This is going to be epic." Uh, you know, he lived in he lived in Kansas City, Missouri. I know Harley it is Race. Harley Race, the king. Yeah, yeah. I was the excited. baddest man alive, kids. Make no mistake. How did not go after each other? Because they're really all just friends. How did Andre the Giant lose one bad? Tony Twist. Heck yeah! yeah. <laughs> Tony Twist. The Tony Twist would have run skated backwards rather than. <laughs> you would have run away. The Twister. I went a two-minute yeah. minor. <laughs> Give me the penalty box. <laughs> he was an incredibly tough guy. Hey, he everywhere. At the age of 13, guys. Wow. Oh, damn. Yeah, eighth grade education and became one of the all-time greats and legendary and a name that I'll remember forever because he, he made me. Oh, wow. Do you have the atomic knee drop? 
he had it all. <laughs> he had it I always all. tried to do the flying and he claw. Lo- and he loved being a world champion. He loved walking to Oz and Pops and punching people out. He loved it. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Harley he walked over to the pool table, and there were 20 quarters on it, knock all the quarters off, look at somebody and go, I got the winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Patrick Swayze movie or something like that. That's how, awesome. how did Andre the Giant ever lose a match? That's what I always wondered. It's like, how could you beat Andre the Giant? Because it wasn't real. Stop uh, it. Tell him. <laughs> Thanks for screwing I it up for us. I Andre ever lost a match one time when Hulk slammed him. But yeah, that was it from that standpoint. Yeah. He, had a, he had a really bad back at that time. So Yeah. yeah. Nobody, hey, uh, nobody, beat, nobody beat him when he was younger, I can tell you that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people try. <laughs> Rick, you brought up a lot of places you used to go to. I'm, I, I'm, I spent some childhood over in Belleville on the Metro East. There was it a worked. place called Englishes. Did you ever make it? Because I saw Andre the Giant come into Englishes one day, oh, and I was like, "What Where? the truck is that?" It was English on Main Square. Street in Belleville. Oh wow, Englishes. And where? Belleville, Belleville, Illinois. Illinois, right across no, the river. I've never been there, no. Yeah, you never made it past Soje. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> Illinois. He went- <laughs> yeah. no, Centerville. He was a man and a half, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Hey, how often, I mean, how, how many times a day do you have to go, woo? As many times as it's asked of me, because that's how I make a living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. I'm. I'm sure that you have a million number one fans all across the world, not just in this country. I've got a doctor right now, a Dr. Brittany Eves in Shreveport, Louisiana, who's going. Could Rick give me a shout out? Could he give me a woo to Dr. Eves? How much is that? Could you cost? do it, Dr. Who? Dr. Eves. E spell it for me. E A V E S. Dr. Brittany Eves. Dr. Brittany Eves. Woo! Next ball. Shreveport, Louisiana. Timothy Ryan and private jet flying. <laughs> Just stealing and wheeling and dealing. And to this day, young lady having a hard time holding these alligators down. <laughs> and I've kissed a lot of young ladies and made them cry. <laughs> <laughs> the invoice is in the mail. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Rick, you're smiling, man. I hope you've had some fun with us this morning. Oh, I did. You guys are great. Just don't try to cancel me. Goodbye. <laughs> you're the best. We see you, champ. Thank you. Thank you, brother. We'll see you when you get here to St. Louis. I need a free plane. I need a ride in that citation with the one pilot. Well, he, I got him right here, Kevin. You he's just told in, Kevin right there. The studio. He's done. It's a done deal. He's going to talk to you right now. I got you, Rick. Listen, hey, hey, and then make sure and fix me up with Morgan, will you? God yeah. damn it. Morgan? <laughs> Morgan will be your flight attendant. She, she's hard to get a hold of. Yeah. <laughs> we got a number. Get her on hey, the floor. Hey, what woman says no to the nature boy? I mean, really. <laughs> Nobody. It's in the- hey, hey, Rick, God, she's right here. Me? What the hell? You know I love you, Rick. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You tell me you're off work at five. I'll never hear from you again. <laughs> that must have been an awesome <laughs> night. You wake up in the morning at seven o'clock with a text. I know you. It's six a.m. I say you're still there. <laughs> <laughs>
By the way, that's Morgan Hummel. Morgan works here. Morgan Hummel is correct. <laughs> Morgan works here at Strategic Air Services for those it. who don't know the voice. And she is an absolute sweetheart. Yes. And a beauty. Yes. Well, let me just say that I, th- I thought the car shield people were faking me out. So I get off the, pri- the private jet and yeah. Morgan's there and she goes, I'm here to... For whatever you want to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's okay. go to Kennedy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's Have sweet. Have Morgan when she's tricked out? <laughs> uh, every morning. She's the most tricked out receptionist that. ever. It's amazing. Send she's me awesome. a picture, will you? I can't get her to send me one. <laughs> send her a picture. Get, snap, do a Snapchat they or something. They could do a quick pick. Process. No, Can we take a pick and give it to... Hold on a second. I'll take care of it. Or maybe you just need to come back hey, to Morgan, St. Louis. I'm, I'm with Kaylee. Come here. Here, get, hold on. Come here, Morgan. Morgan, get in here. Get in here. Come in here. Hey, you want? We're gonna put her on camera right now. Hey, Rick, we're gonna put her on camera right now so you can say hi. Put on those headphones. To be in Tampa Friday. You are. Well, come up here. You can come to St. Louis on Friday. Say hi. Where's she at? Here, turn her microphone on, Scotty. Morgan, what's up, girl? Come here. Hey, Scotty, turn her mic on. There you go. Morgan, damn it all. If you don't FaceTime me tonight, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make it happen. I won't let you down. There you go. Right. Bye, guys. I love Thank it. You. Thank you for coming on. That is Morgan right there. <laughs> yeah. I cannot. Morgan, you can stay all night and stay a little longer. That's all night. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best songs ever made. Yep. Yeah. Rick, when you get in town, man, we're going out. We're going to go to the old stages, stomping ground. We're going to have a blast. We're going to go have like Emo's Pizza three I times. I don't want anyone unless Morgan's involved. Morgan Why? said she's I'm going with it. us. I don't, I don't. I'll be there. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were trying to get her there for you. Now we got it. Scotty's got her all set up. We kind of did this. That impromptu. was impromptu. We apologize. But we just made a connection. You guys must have had an absolute blast. We did. We did. I yeah. Have a good oh, you're good. Morgan, good job. Morgan, welcome to Cancel This. And so yeah, now everybody gets to see. Here. Well, you, and maybe we've been told you, you do have a good voice. So maybe we need to have you do some tracking for our commercials yeah. as well. She's like, I didn't know that. Yeah, talk right into that mic. Let's hear it. Pull yeah. that mic. Can you to pull you. the mic back to you, Morgan, so we can sure. hear you too? There you go. There you go. All right. All right. Nice. There we go. <laughs> did we still have Rick, or did he have to take off? He said goodbye, and he's yeah. gone. Yeah, oh, it's all right, man. It's okay. It's okay. We we've got our girl here. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all good, man. We love Morgan. I get to see Morgan's beautiful smiling face every day when I leave the studio. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Always so happy to, me today. to see you, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, guys, we've had an awesome show. It was. I am. I, I, and by the way, you set up Rick for us, so thank you. Yes, of course. Mar- thank I'm you, thank you, so. thank you. Okay, give us. He wasn't making you feel uncomfortable, was no, he? No, no, never. Okay. No, they had a blast. You were. Yeah. It was just They're you buddies. two. Was, you two were just in the car alone, right? No, his assistant was with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Don't it. try to cancel him, Vic. Because yeah. I, because yeah. I heard the Nature Boy, and those lines are, <laughs> those lines are pretty good. No, yeah. he's great. It wasn't like she woke up the next morning in Miami or something like that. Or in the back of the plane. I did go to Detroit with him, but that was... Uh, oh, there you go. I take it back. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Whoa! And Detroit's a good place. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You guys cool. went to Detroit? Seriously, you went to Detroit? Yeah. Is that to do his product line for the marijuana? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you did you try a uh, Wu Chu? 
No, I have not tried a wuchu yet. Mm. We're going to save that for a weekend. Mm. We will, definitely. Okay. Do you, but do you have any of that product? Did he give you any of the product? Yes, he did send me home. Oh, we got wuchu. Is that in Strategic he Air did. Services? No, it's not here. Okay, well, I wish it was. Oh, no, 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 no. Across no. state lines. Yeah. That yeah, that's right. That's not legal. <laughs> that was when they were in Detroit. So here I go canceling myself. Good job. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, hey, is this Friday? Detroit. You can do whatever when you're in Detroit. That's what, exactly what I, was I feel like this is a Friday. Like, we cannot top this tomorrow. Yeah, we well, could just literally call off six. We haven't even decided what our topic is yet. Is it AI? Is it. We're going to start going into topics and really just attack one topic. AI would be a good one because the it's artificial about, intelligence. Yeah, I keep trying to have conversations with AI and it does not want to have conversations. What do you it mean? It doesn't. I, I keep asking AI, hey, do you have a girlfriend? He goes, I'm not allowed to tell you that. It tells me weird stuff. I should copy and save some of these. Well, see, I think of AI as being a woman, not a man. Yeah, me too. I no, not me. Oh, I like it. That's Eric that's thinks great... of AI as being a man. I think. <laughs> well, it I don't look at it as me. any gender. I it guess. never. Well, you yes, just asked it if it has a boyfriend. All right, that's it. T topic tomorrow is. Oh God! Now AI has pronouns. Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. It's a non -binary. Oh, it's that. literally non-binary. It's literally non-binary. Scott, you've taken us to a whole new level. Well, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what we can do, we appreciate everybody who watches us on canceltheshow.com, who listens to us. Continue to share the show. Like, subscribe. We're doing our best to get the best guests that we can on. Special thanks to Kevin Malutnik uh, for securing Ric Flair for us. Morgan for making sure that it happened. But let's be real. Uh, if it wasn't for Morgan, we don't get Ric Flair on to this morning. He had that planned all towards the end mm -hmm. so that he could bring up Morgan. Calculated. So, Morgan, we owe you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, if you guys have ideas for guests that we can continue to talk about, let us know. We'll get into it. We'll uh, do what you guys want to do. And you can catch all of our original content all the time in our library at canceltheshow.com. Tashara Jones, that's my guess. Canceltheshow.com. What do you That's the one I want. I want Tashara. You want Tashara what? I want to talk to Tashara. That's the guest I want on this show. We'll continue to try, but okay. it, when we go, Tashara, can you come on, cancel this? I, I Maybe she will. We're super we got a better shot at... at um, well, now that the loss Kim Gardner, Kim Gardner, but well, we've because we've interviewed Kim Gardner before, not on this show, but in a prior show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give yeah. me a media badge. I'll go down there myself. I do not care. We are. We're doing. It. That's our street team. We'll right. get you down there. Right. There are no such things as media badges anymore, Eric. There's not. No, I quit. No. There's no point of. But you know what you could do? I'm so old and over the hill. Eric, it's no, you could stand outside of City Hall. No, I'm not Elliot Davis. <laughs> you and Elliot can start hanging out. No. <laughs> can check out some of the yeah, we'll go down and, and we'll, yeah, we'll go down to the old Kennedys and have a beer. All right. Thanks again for everybody. We have a full house. Thanks for Mike Yorder joining us today live. Rick Flair joining us live. Lizzie Sparks, nobody better than what she does when it comes to promoting us on social media. Kevin Malutnik in-house. We've got Morgan in studio with us as well. Miss Morgan Hummel. Scotty Gherkin. Man, Scotty, are you doing all right, man? We, we run you through the ringer, yeah. dude. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Got a lot Johnson. of editing to do, but I'm all right. <laughs> I'm fine. Leave me alone. Bye -bye. Eric Johnson, Tab the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Uh, we appreciate it, guys. Have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow for our paranormal. Free for all, Conspiracy Friday. We'll come up with it. Right now, it's AI leading the charge. We'll get it ready. Talk to you later. Yeah.